and welcome back to A Pinch of Pixie Dust, the podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa. And I'm your other host, Mandy. And we're here to talk to you about all things Disney. As always. Yes. So, for today's podcast, I was going to call this a video. This is only audio. We are going to be talking about Tron, the ride, and the movie. We're going to be giving you guys some fun facts. Originally, we wanted to stick to just the ride. But surprisingly, there's not a lot out there. No, there's not. Like, I found several sources, but they were all pretty much the same thing on all the sources. Yeah. So, Mandy is going to take the ride um, that just opened in Disney World. Also, the ride that is in Shanghai, I believe. Yes. Yes. And then I'm going to be talking about the movie. Um, I focused on the 2010 Tron, but there was also one in the 80s. But I tried to focus on 2010, so. So, random, before we get started, but I don't remember the Tron movie from the 80s at all. I haven't seen Tron, like, any of them. Mm -hmm. So, I have no clue. I know I have seen one of them at some point or another, but honestly, like, I feel like it was in, like, bits and pieces. You know how you, like, catch things sometimes? Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've seen it all the way through, but I, like, at least have a general idea of, like, what it's about. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't. So, reading some of the fun facts, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it did make me want to go and watch the movie. Yeah. And we also haven't ridden the ride, but when we go in December, I'm really excited that we'll actually be able to report on the ride hopefully to everybody. if we get the virtual queue <laughs> i think we should i think, I think we should. there's enough of us that like if we all get up and we'll all be fine yeah <laughs> and from what i've heard and i don't know if this is true if you guys want to put it like in the comments on instagram or you know um if you want to message us or something i've heard that between guardians and tron you want to do tron first because if you do guardians first a lot of people are saying that tron's a disappointment I actually heard my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their three kids and my mother-in-law and father-in-law were just at Disney World. Okay. And my brother-in-law basically said that while Tron is cool, it's so short that like... It's not like... It's not like super worth it is what he's basically said. Now, did they say anything about Guardians or did they not... They liked Guardians a lot, yes. Now, the little ones like were too little... Uh-huh. to ride it so like it was more of the parents so I don't have like a kid's perspective on it but yeah they were saying that Tron was a little bit of a disappointment just yeah. based on length yeah so that's what I've been hearing so if you guys also want to weigh in we would definitely like to hear that yeah for sure um but I guess unless you have anything to add we'll get right into the facts yeah let's do it all right all right so the ride actually has two entry points the first one is next to the space mountain gift shop and the second is in the back of the storybook circus so you can get there two ways all right my first movie fact is the original movie all the way back in the 80s was going to be a cartoon i don't know what made them change their minds because it was not a cartoon but that was the original thought so, Tron Light Cycle Run is the fastest coaster attraction in a Disney theme park, alongside its sister coaster in Shanghai, Disneyland. Now, as you know, they, there are two, and they are both in Tomorrowland. Um, the original movie was inspired by Pong. Like the game. Oh, I, I mean, I never actually played Pong, but I know... It makes sense, though. My parents did. And that makes yeah. sense. It looks very... 
similar. Yeah, so if you don't know what Pong is, it was basically, it was a very, like, basic video game. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, there were two, like, walls on either side, and there was a ball. That, and you like, gotta, like, slide the thing to keep the ball in the air, right? Yeah, so, like, the, the wall would move up and down, basically, and you had to move the wall to where the ball was to keep it bouncing to the other side. So, like, you wanted to bounce it as many times as you could without, like, messing up. Yeah, you kind of were playing, like, ping pong by yourself on yeah, the screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so. It does make sense, though. It does. So it took more than 3,800 pieces of steel to create the attraction. That, that much steel actually weighs 1,900 tons, which is Ooh, super heavy. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay, my last fun fact about the 80s movie was that the main character was originally written for Robin Williams. I did not know that. I did not know that, but I think that's really interesting. That is really interesting. So the coaster, I'm sure you have seen, has that like beautiful canopy part outside. Um, that is because it is an indoor-outdoor roller coaster, which there aren't very many of those. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool in that aspect that you have the both indoor and outdoor part of the ride. Um, okay, so now I'm going to be talking about some of the costuming for the movie. Um, apparently, the director really wanted this movie to look as real as possible mm -hmm. he didn't want this is gonna sound weird he didn't want a lot of cgi being used even though like it's very cgi heavy because it's tron and it's like in a in a like, like video game yeah, world exactly um but apparently all of like the helmets that you see on the characters all of the body suits that you see on the characters Everything was apparently measured to each actor specifically, mm -hmm. and they wore those outfits throughout the entire movie. There was no, like, props. There was no CGIing of, like, their uniforms, their costumes. Everything was on the actors from the minute they walked on set until they went home. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I think that's interesting, though. So, even though the ride, from what we've been hearing, is, like, short time-wise, which, realistically, it's not even, like, that short time-wise. It's two minutes long. But it probably feels... It probably feels that way, though. Yeah. But, like, in actual length, like, we're talking, like, physical length, mm -hmm. it's really long. So, it's more than 3,000 feet long. And, actually, the canopy that we already kind of talked about, it covers more than 50,000 square feet is 105 feet high and features more than 1,200 lights. So it oh, is wow. rather big. <laughs> That's really big, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the body molded suits that I was talking about, they have distinct light lighting patterns. Um, and apparently it ended up influencing clothes and shoes. So there was a fashion show surrounding... Tron, mm -hmm. but it was just all about like the lights on shoes, the lights on clothes. Like, have you seen those shoes that light up at the bottom? Oh, the, I remember. So, I don't remember the movie Tron from the 80s, but I do remember in the 80s that light up shoes were like, like a thing. big thing. Like, whenever you would step, the little red lights would they go would come on. Yeah, exactly. They yes. were huge. So, apparently, someone, some fashion designer, took the elements of Tron and put them on runways and fashion magazines, and it just blew up. 
Speaking of lighting, yes. this actually goes along really well with my next there fun fact. So the vehicle you ride in has onboard audio and lighting. So your little like cycle mm-hmm. lights up and you also like get music. Um, and it also has the safety restraint that allows you to lean forward like you're on like a bicycle or a motorcycle kind of thing. The ride like the bikes look cool. They do. I'm a little concerned about like the safety restraints like for your legs and stuff. Yeah. But... I mean, it looks really cool. <laughs> and I'm hoping because, like, it feels really quick like that, I, that, like, won't... Well, once I'm on the ride, though, like, fine. my brain is so, like, occupied with things. Like, it's just the pre-stuff. Like, if I'm sitting there for too long, I get, like, fidgety and then, like, it's bad. <laughs> but I'm hoping, like, if they strap you in, right, it just kind of, like, shoots off. So it won't feel like you're waiting. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's going to be a lot different than, like, Flight of Passage because, like, there's not that many people per ride. Yeah. So, like, with Flight of Passage, like, there's all those different rooms and they have to wait till, like, everybody's loaded. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a lot quicker because it's just not as many people. So, I'm not as worried about it. But, like, if it were I would get stuck or something, I'd probably have, like, a coronary. (laughs) Um, okay, this is my last one about the wardrobe. So the wardrobe budget for the film was $13 million. One custom suit alone costed $60,000. Holy crap. That's like, Is that not insane? That is insane. That's like a really expensive like budget for costuming for a movie. And that's just for costumes. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> that is super crazy. So, the musical score was written by composer Joseph Trapanese, which I find interesting. Trapanese? Yes. That's a fun name. It is a fun name to say. I love that name. Okay. Um, the most expensive film ever made by a first-time director. Do you want to hear the budget for this film? Oh, I can only imagine if that was the costume budget. Take a stab at how expensive this movie was. All right, so you said the costuming was $60 million, right? $13 million, $60,000 for one suit. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to go with, oh, this is going to be like a real stab in the dark, but $380 million. $170 million. Okay, I was a little over, but, but like, like, I was going holy big. Holy crap. Yeah, that's very big. $170 million to make a movie. That actually kind of surprises me, because honestly, with the costume budget, I thought it was going to be more. I yeah. really did. Whew, that's crazy. Okay, so the ride was actually supposed to open in 2021 for the 50th anniversary, but unfortunately because of COVID, it had to be pushed back, which is why it basically just opened. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Tron Legacy is the first movie that was shot with a 35mm lens and a full 35mm chip camera. Now, I know nothing about cameras and, like, what that all means and what that all means but if that is like your type of fun fact if you could let me know what that means i'd really appreciate it but apparently it's like the first time so i guess that's cool i guess it's like a big deal i guess i don't know (laughs) so we already talked about how big and how long tron is but the attraction itself like the whole thing like the canopy the ride everything it lies on 10 acres of land which is huge and this makes it the largest expansion to the Magic Kingdom since the new Fantasyland happened in December of 2012. Wow. So it takes up a lot of space. And you know, it makes so much sense, but thinking about it, I didn't realize 
that the last renovations they did were 2012. I mean... That is, like, so long ago, but it doesn't feel like... I think they've done renovations since then. It just But I mean, like, a big... big... Yeah, no. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, he really did not want this movie to um, have a lot of CGI in it. So, in order to give a sense of reality to the world of the grid, many sets were actually built on sound stages. I like that. I do, too. I think that's interesting. It's nice, like, when a movie's, like, more realistic and... I I mean, CGI has its place, obviously, but, like, when it's more real, it's kind of nice. It is kind of nice. Yeah. So, speaking of Lissy's talking about the Tron movie right now, the story behind the ride (laughs) actually takes place after the events of Tron Legacy, so that kind of picks up from there. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, okay, so, like... I wonder if you'd have to see the movie to understand the backstory of the ride. Because, like, I've never seen um, Avatar. Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand... Like, what's going on in Flight of Passage. Right. So I wonder if we're going to have to, like, see it to get it. I feel like Disney usually has, like, those pre-boarding, like, videos that, like, kind of explain True. things. So I'm sure, like, there might be, like, little Easter eggs we'd miss. But, like, I feel like we'll know what's going on with the ride, at least. Get on bike, go fast. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so I thought this was kind of fun. The cast were actually encouraged to play video games on set. I mean, I'd That's be all really about cool. that. I'd be all about that. I'd be like, okay, I could do that for you. I love that idea. Yes, I, I think that's great. Yes. <laughs> so I find this interesting because, like, there is the sister coaster in Shanghai, mm-hmm. but they're not exactly the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there were slight changes that had to be made when the attraction was brought from Shanghai to Florida. And one was that the building site had to be raised by about 10 feet, so the Walt Disney World Railroad could run under the ride, basically. That has to be neat to be on the train. When it, like, goes by. Yeah, that has to be really cool. Yeah, so, yeah, there are slight differences, but, like, they're basically the same thing. Um, okay, so I told you guys the budget for the movie was $170 million. Well, the movie was not very successful. But they created a spin-off video game, and apparently the video game was more financially successful than the film. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't have the numbers of, like, exactly what they lost from the film compared to the game, but that was a lot of money to, like... Not make, make it back. back. Yeah. Woof. So, you know how we were talking about how, like, I'm not as worried about the ride because there's going to be less guests? Yeah. Yeah. So, just to give you that actual number, it is 14 guests per train. Okay. And there are three transfer accessible vehicles that allow guests with disabilities to enjoy the ride. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And there's 1,680 riders per hour that can ride the ride. Okay, so that should move pretty quickly. I would like think. the line. Yeah. It sounds like it at least. Interesting. All right. Um, shooting for the film only lasted 64 days. Post production, due to heavy special effects, required 68 weeks. I was going to say, like, even though they 
quote-unquote didn't want CGI. CGI. I mean, there was no way you were going to get that. Yeah. I mean, when you're inside, like, a video game. (laughs) But 64 days, I don't feel like for a movie that's long. It's not. It's definitely not. That's so interesting to me. Like, okay, this sounds mean, but, like, it makes me wonder if the movie's, like, even decent to see because it feels like there wasn't a lot of time like put into it almost yeah or like there was with like the post-production but not so much in like filming like in the acting and the film yeah yeah I don't know. like I said I have I've never seen the whole thing so I couldn't tell you <laughs> don't know I know from what I saw it wasn't like my, right yeah it wasn't my kind of movie yeah so I wasn't like super into it but I don't know maybe if I would have seen the whole thing I would have like understood better and actually enjoyed it yeah maybe but don't know okay so this is something different because like no other disney world ride has this that i know of anyway there are lockers available to stow large items for the ride that's so nice yeah and also there are little compartments on board for smaller items so like your bigger stuff there's the lockers for and then your smaller stuff you can like your sunglasses and things like that there's like little compartments that you can Put like, your stuff in. Put stuff in. Yeah. I don't know if... Do you have anything about the magic bands with the lockers? I do not know. Okay. So apparently, because I was also doing a little bit of research on the ride before we realized there was like... Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, apparently your magic band, your magic band plus, or like just your regular like key card, mm-hmm. if you don't have a magic band, work with the locker. So they like pair to your magic band. Oh, so it like locks and unlocks with that. Yes. That's smart actually. Apparently. That's what I read. Um which I really like that. I do too. Because I feel like safety that makes it very secure. secure. Yep. Um but yeah. I kinda hope Disney starts to incorporate lockers more. Yeah. Because they would be nice to have. Like I, I know like we normally have like the backpacks and like can stuff a lot of stuff in there yeah and like we have our little like secret method for like holding our backpacks but it's still like a pain in the butt sometimes well that and like we're not going to be able to do that on tron no because like of the way you sit right so like it's nice that they have that i agree yeah okay um apparently for tron some animators refuse to work on the project oh um i guess this was like a very widely known thing but a lot of animators were just like, nope, we don't think it's going to be a success. We'd rather work on something else. So people just, like, refuse to work on the film. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That almost reminds me of, like, the whole Lion King Pocahontas thing. Where yeah. they were like, oh, Pocahontas is going to do better, so all of our best animators are, are going to be that. on that. And, like, meanwhile, Lion King was so much better. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's crazy what they think is going to be successful versus, like, what actually is. Right. Although, in this case, I guess the animators were correct because it wasn't super successful. Yeah. So, maybe that's why they, like, didn't make it a cartoon because they didn't have, like, enough animators to make it a cartoon. Maybe. I could see that. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah. Okay, so my last fun fact about the ride is that the height requirement is 48 inches and there's only one other attraction in Walt Disney World that has that same height requirement and it is for rock and roller coaster oh that would make sense yeah i actually do have one more i like oh, but go okay. ahead <laughs> all right i have two more as well so that's perfect so apparently there are like arena scenes that happen in tron again i have no clue what these arena scenes are but fans in hall h of comic-con voice the arena scenes 
So if you were in Hall H at Comic-Con around this time, you helped voice a movie. How cool would that be to be like, yeah, go on the ride and be like, yeah, that's my voice. I did that. (laughs) I did that. That's me. (laughs) That would be really cool, though. That would be really cool. Okay, so my real last fun fact (laughs) is that the max speed for the ride is 60 miles per hour, which is super fast. (laughs) I'm very excited. That's probably why it feels so short. Right, because it is so quick. Because you just, like, probably blow out of the gate, and then you're like, well, I'm home. It's like, it's over. (laughs) I'm back. But I'm really excited to ride it. I mean, I know we've said that it's maybe less exciting than Guardians. I was going to say, I'm more excited for Guardians, but I am excited to try Tron. But it'll be nice to actually have, like, a bigger ride in Magic Kingdom. Agreed. I mean, we've got, like, Mine Train, but, like, well, you have the mountains, too. Right. But it's just nice to, well, but Splash isn't there right now. That's very true. So it's kind of nice that we have something new and exciting. Agreed. Okay. My last fun fact. I had to save this one for last because I just think it's so fitting but so odd apparently daft punk held a rave on set one night of the movie really (laughs) which i think is really cool but like that's so random and weird and like why daft punk like i get it fits the the theme like did they contact the director? Did the director call up Daft Punk? Like, how'd that Be work? Be like, hey, we're gonna have a rave, okay? come over? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was really different. That is really different. But, cool. Yeah. You know what else is cool, Alyssa? What is that? Our listeners, of course. They are really cool. And we want to thank them now. This is for listening to the episode, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Thank you to our listeners from West Mifflin, Pennsylvania, Rochester, New York, Cold Lake, Alberta, and Canada. Edmonton, Alberta in Canada, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Beaver, Pennsylvania, shout out to Kingston upon Thames in the United Kingdom, Maitland, Florida, Dexter, New York, and last but certainly not least, Warsaw in Poland. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Well, everyone, that will do it for this week's episode. We want to know, did you like the Tron movie? And also, are you excited to try Tron the Ride? Let us know on Facebook or Instagram. At Pinch of Pixie Dust podcast. You can also email us at pinchofpixiedust at outlook.com. And until next time, guys, we hope your lives are full of faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.